This Dharma talk by John Sutherland Roshi, Freedom's Body 4, was given at Springs Mountain Sangha in Colorado Springs, Colorado, on October 18th, 2009. Evening, Bodhisattvas. Good evening. Okay, let's review. <laughs> Sanctifying good. <laughs> Sanctifying good. Um, the hand of thought closed like a fist, bad. <laughs> Boundlessness, good. Living inside the small self, bad. <laughs> so, probably anyone in the room who has meditated for more than a week and a half has had the feeling like this isn't happening fast enough. Anybody had that? <laughs> or um, it's not deep enough. Or I get glimpses of it, but then it disappears. Or yeah, on retreat I can know all that, but then what do I do when I get home? Right? These are familiar yeah. thoughts. Somewhat. Somewhat. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You've heard about this. Yeah, You've yeah, heard yeah. that there are people passing. People <laughs> mention <laughs> that they struggle with this. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about about that in terms of the themes we've been speaking about this week. If it doesn't seem to be happening fast enough or deep enough or you can't hold on to it or you get glimpses and it disappears or it needs special circumstances like retreats or any of that kind of stuff, here are a few things to consider. One is that the problem might be not that your aspiration is too large but your aspiration is too small. Maybe you're limiting your aspiration to, I want to feel better, or I want to stop suffering, or I want to fix what's wrong. Um, This is limiting yourself in a way that you shouldn't and don't have to. We've been speaking this week about a larger sense of aspiration, which... Sarah and I have referred to as having a more realistic view of things. And in that more realistic view of things, our self is not located in here, inside, bounded by our skin and our skull, and is not made up only of our thoughts and feelings and impulses and and bodily sensations and all of that. But our self is located out here somewhere at the intersection of all that stuff that is particular to each of us, the, the, the version that only exists with each one of us in, in particular, at the intersection of that particular with, first, the world, all the other beings, and second, the vastness, which is, you know, everything, um, and the realm of that which doesn't change. And so perhaps you're limiting your aspiration to fixing the stuff inside when actually it could be directed towards more fully, more often living in this self out here, in this space out here, which is, first of all, much larger, second of all, much more realistic, and third of all, you're not on your own. You've got 
the world of beings. You've got the vastness itself to support you in your aspiration to open that up, to make that more known. So to limit yourself to what's going on inside your own heart, mind, and body is to cut yourself off from a lot of help. It's to cut yourself off from a whole world, maybe a whole universe of beings awakening together. Because one way or another, that's what's happening. We do better and worse at different times. We get it horribly wrong. We backslide like crazy. Sometimes it's hard to remember that there's even a sort of movement of beings toward waking up together, but there is. Much easier to take your place in that and be part of that than to be the lone alchemist in the basement working with your (laughs) retorts and Bunsen burners and trying to do it on your own. Okay, so that's... um, that's the first possibility, that your aspiration's too small. Another thing that's, that's really definitely true is that matter, which is what we're working with a lot, is slow and obdurate. Mm-hmm. That's its nature. And we can say, stop it, matter, stop being slow and obdurate, but it's not going to because that's what it is. So let go of the feeling that that's a problem. That's the way it is. And one of the results of matter being slow and obdurate is that when we can work with it, when we can make changes, they stick, they last. They're not evanescent. They're not like thoughts that come and go. There's something that that can um, come to exist in the world that didn't before. And also, if the process of working with matter... um, and making things new is so slow and challenging um, and sometimes really difficult. When we succeed, it's really ours. We really have it. And everybody knows, I think, the experience in a retreat of something coming so clear. It's like, it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you've just had a dream and you, oh, now I really get it now. And you write something down on a piece of paper and you look at it in the morning and it makes no sense at all. <laughs> and that's a, you know, that's a kind of retreat experience. I get it. I see it. I understand. And then Tuesday morning, it's like, what? You know, what was that? That's the nature of thought. It's very fleeting. It's hard to grab onto it and hold it. Matter is different. When we make that kind of change, when we adopt the, the right views, the right speech, the right, the right relationships that Sarah is talking about, um, we, it really is ours. It lasts. And that's a, that's a really helpful thing. Um, Something else that is um, kind of particular to our situation uh, but has to do with with holding on to and um, spreading the glimpses of awakening we have is that we're at the very beginning of the establishment of a tradition here in in the West and in North America. Um, this this 
I can't say often enough and, and try to really take this in to really hear this. This tradition isn't happening somewhere else. We're not some distant colony. There's no mother church in the home country where, like, you know, all this stuff is being generated and, and there's all this support for it and there are all these priests being trained. and None of that is happening. This is it. That's pretty scary, but it's true. This is it. It's, and it's tremendously exciting. Whether this sticks in the West is up to us. It's not up to anybody else. So that's scary and that's tremendously exciting because we get to say whether it sticks or not. It's up to all of us. <coughs> I think that that's really important because what's happening when we feel as though it's not happening fast enough or deep enough is um, it, that's not just something that's happening to each of us as individuals. That's something that's happening to us as a group and we have the power as a group to create the container in which things can happen more quickly and more deeply and more long-lastingly. That's really up to us. Um, No one else is going to do it. So I want to really encourage you to offer some devotion to creating the container in which your practice can happen more quickly and more deeply, as well as everybody else's. so, however well you're treating each other, and as near as I can tell, you're treating each other very well indeed, do more. Treat each other better. Sanctify each other even more. We talked about sanctifying each other as being a process of uh, supporting each other as we become holy. Do it more. Do it extra. Do more than you think you can. Allow other people to do that for you because that's good for everybody's practice. And you know the effect. You see it during a retreat when things go vump and and go deeper. Everybody gets taken down with it. Everybody benefits from the energy that the group generates together. We can keep doing that. We can do that all the time, and it's really important that we do Um, another thing to remember is that when we speak about the boundlessnesses (laughs) um, compassion loving kindness sympathetic joy and equanimity remember that they are not identical to our own emotional states we don't generate them we don't will them we don't have to make them happen They exist in the space among us. They exist in this space that gets made by all of us together. We tap into it. We don't generate it. So the more that we're living in the self that's out here, that partakes of the world and of the vastness as well as of the particularities, the more we're going to be able to tap into those boundlessnesses and not only spread them around, not only offer them to each other, but experience them ourselves. Because one of the miraculous things about them is that when we find, when we discover, 
when we tap like a maple tree compassion or loving kindness or equanimity for someone else we tap it for ourselves as well so to to participate in the boundlessnesses in that way is to give not only to the other but to be replenished ourselves we are not diminished by that action we're replenished by it so that's a tremendously important thing I think I want to leave it there because I want to keep it pretty simple but um, in all seriousness sanctifying good having the hand of thought rolled up like a fist bad boundlessness good being stuck inside our own skin and our own skull really really difficult and not necessary not necessary so take a big breath and when you exhale feel yourself into the space around you let's be more accurate feel yourself in yourself that's you breathing into you how far can that go what's the edge of that i challenge you to find the edge of that i challenge you to find the place where you fall off the edge of yourself into something else and the other implication of that obviously as we sit in this room together is that self join self join self join self join self and make something much larger than any one individual can do don't be the alchemist in the basement be part of this really beautiful community which can make things happen exponentially because of our combined practice our combined commitment our combined sanctification of each other of the work we're doing and of the space we share if you think it's not happening fast enough or deep enough make your aspiration larger make it as large as you can possibly make it and live there and help make the circumstances for other people to find their largest aspiration and live there with you and then who knows what we can make together thank you These talks are made available through your donations to Cloud Dragon, the Joan Sutherland Dharma Works. To learn more about her teachings and to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our donate page at joansutherlanddharmaworks.org.